if you don't like what's going on in the world, or let's say there's a billboard outside your house that you just, you think it's just terrible that your kids have to see that, or it's an immoral post. Well, here's the answer. Own the freaking billboard. If you see a magazine that just you seem it's just offensive, here's the answer. Go own the magazine. That's how we subdue the earth. And this is how I believe as Christians, we have failed. We have failed at this exact topic. And that's why I'm so excited to create, to finally build the Christian economy, the kingdom economy. That's what we are doing. That's one of the pillars within the King's Council here is that financial component. But this is where we can have such impact on this earth right here and right now, leaving the legacy. The only way that we can leave a legacy is by living that legacy by example, right here, right now. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success by focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-mindsetted men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Now, we're traveling across the United States this summer to a city near you, and we want you to join us in creating the next wave of faith-based entrepreneurs ready to become the CEOs of their life. Visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today to speak to one of our team members about how you can level up in all areas of your life today. This episode is brought to you by Transcend. Transcend is taking preventative healthcare beyond the restrictions of traditional medicine. Through their advanced hormone replacement therapy and innovative telehealth system, Transcend will help you receive the best care on the cutting edge of medical science. Whether you're looking to improve overall vitality and wellness or optimize your health, Transcend's approach to transparent and simplified care will help you achieve the life you've always wanted. Visit transcend5.com today to start your journey to a better you. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, man, I'm so pumped about today's topic. We're going to dive into something that you guys know is, is one of my favorite topics to discuss, and that's money, or what I believe is God's system of wealth. God's actually created a wealth generating system that cannot fail. The question is, are we operating in it? And I've broken this down into eight key points to God's system of wealth. So follow along with me here, guys. Listen up. Money answers everything. What what are you feeling in your spirit right now? Because the first reaction oftentimes is like, Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? I'm a Christian. I, that can't be right. That's too uh, carnal or selfish, or that's not of biblical values. And I'm telling you, that is direct quote of scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, money answers everything. Now, if we, we got to take this into context, as we have to with every scripture that we read, we got to understand what were they talking about at, you know, at that particular time. 
And what they were really talking about was putting on together a feast or a festival. And that takes money to be able to produce, to feed people, right? To put on a party, essentially. That takes money. Money is an essential thing in this life. And so to desire it is not selfish. It's actually necessary. Even if all you want to do is is walk around and maybe just evangelize, that might not take a lot of money, but you still need provision. You still need food. You still need clothing and shelter. You still need money. And God wants us to have money for three fundamental reasons. There's three reasons I believe God wants us to have money. Number one is to fund kingdom work. He says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That takes money. Okay, number two is to provide well for our households. That's your job. It's not your family. Certainly isn't the government's. God has called you to work to provide for yourself. And the third one is to subdue the earth, to have dominion on the earth. We, as Christians, we should be controlling most of the resources. Unfortunately, we don't. But follow me on this. What I mean by this is, if you don't like what's going on in the world, or let's say there's a billboard outside your house that you just, you think it's just terrible that your kids have to see that, or it's an immoral post. Well, here's the answer. Own the freaking billboard. If you see a magazine that just seems just offensive, here's the answer. Go own the magazine. That's how we subdue the earth. And this is how I believe as Christians, we have failed. We have failed at this exact topic. And that's why I'm so excited to create, to finally build the Christian economy, the kingdom economy. That's what we are doing. That's one of the pillars within the King's Council here is that financial component. But this is where we can have such impact on this earth right here and right now, leaving the legacy. The only way that we can leave a legacy is by living that legacy by example, right here, right now. So that's what we're going to dive into today, guys money. Now, when, I, when I, I talk about this, there's usually two, two sides of the spectrum, we'll call it, that I deal with on people, depending upon maybe what denomination that you've grown up in or what you believe, what your mindset is on money. Some people, some churches will just say, hey, we're not going to discuss money here. That's just not, you know, it's almost like being in poverty is virtuous or something. But those people are oftentimes the one that are working 80 plus hours a week, just trying to get by, you know, scraping together every dollar that they can earn. And then you got the other side of the spectrum where it's people that are, you know, just sitting back and waiting on their miracle, just praying to God that he's going to take care of them. I just know that publisher's clearinghouse is going to just show up someday and, you know, everything's going to be taken care of. It's ridiculous, an absolute ridiculous way of thinking. What we have to do is align our thinking about wealth with God's. Therefore, we'll be able to actually operate in his system. We got to align our thinking about wealth with God's so we are able to operate within his system. So if you're ready for a change within your financial situation, we're going to go through eight key steps here to God's system of wealth. Number one, follow with me here. God is your sole source. Philippians 4.19 says, in my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The idea is simple, yet it takes a lot of spiritual work to get to the place where you actually let God be 
your sole source of supply. The Bible says if, if someone won't work, then he shouldn't eat. And God is the creator of work. However, he didn't intend for us to put you know, our faith and hope in our labor alone. He, he also didn't intend for us to turn anything else into our source, not our family, not our credit card, certainly not the government. He is our source of supply. So what does he actually supply here? Well, first off, everything we need to thrive. He supplies the power to produce wealth. All of our abilities of any kind, like the blessing that produces wealth. If you think about this, the Bible doesn't say that God makes you wealthy. It says that he will give you the power to produce wealth. That's Deuteronomy 8. God gives us the power to produce wealth. That means that he's going to give us something to put our hands to, to anoint our ability and bring the blessing on the scene when we are obedient to his commands. If any of you guys follow Buddy Pilgrim or, or know of him, he says that the, the key to allowing God to be your source is first off to know your calling and then to stay focused on your calling and then finally to execute your calling with a faithful heart. Now, any of my King's Council members or anybody that's really been following us, does that sound familiar at all? Know your calling, stay focused on your calling, and then execute your calling. Does that sound a little bit like discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities? That's what we're about here within the King's Council. All right, so number one, again, I want to make sure that we got this. God is our sole source. Number two, then, business is the only system that creates wealth. Business is the only system that creates wealth. Luke 19, 13 says, engage in business until I come. See, Christians, we, we tend to want the wealth transfer that's spoken of in Proverbs. We want it to be like an event. But God's system is an ongoing system. It's a continual flow of wealth into the hands of the righteous. And business is that system. That doesn't mean that, that every person is really called to own a business, but each of us will absolutely engage in business in one form or another. Okay, In one form or another, we are going to engage in business, whether it's at our jobs or maybe um, in our purchases, maybe with our investments. Business is the exchange of goods or services for profit and ultimately like economic gain. Business is the exchange of goods or services for profit. So when you're an employee, so you're employed, you are technically, you're selling your services. That, that makes you a part of the system. But just because you are an employee, I don't want you to ever discount the idea that you may be called to own or manage a business in some way. As Christians, we are called to take dominion, and business is a powerful place of influence, a very, very powerful place of influence, especially in this world. We should be dominating this area. As Christians, we should be absolutely dominating this space. And I take that back. It needs to be dominated by the righteous. That's us. Another way that we participate in God's system of business is by acting as patrons. When we give our money to a business, you're transferring wealth from the kingdom of light to whatever that business stands for. What I believe should be other kingdom 
Christian businesses. That's the kingdom economy, the Christian economy you've heard me talk about before. And if you own a business, you're bringing money from, you know, the the sinner, we'll call it, into the realm of righteousness. Then there's an interaction with the business that each of us has almost every single day. The way in which we treat another man's business will absolutely determine the success you see in your own wealth. I'm going to say that again. The way that we treat another man's business, his system of wealth creation, will absolutely determine the success that we see in our own wealth. Luke 16, 12 says, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? For example, when you go into a, like a fast food restaurant, if you were to take just a handful of the extra ketchups or sauces, you just grab a ton of them. And then you actually, you don't even use them. You just dump them, throw them in the trash. You're mistreating someone else's system for creating wealth. Or maybe you run a hotel room or a car. The way you treat what belongs to someone else and their ability to create wealth will absolutely impact your ability to receive God's supernatural intervention in your own efforts to generate wealth. The more we can become faithful in these sorts of things, the more we will prove ourselves worthy of the blessing of the Lord on the work of our hands. All right, so I wanna make sure we've got these. God is your sole source. Number two, business is the only system that creates wealth, business. Number three then, all business requires work. All hard work brings a profit. That's Proverbs 14, 23. Now work, Work is not a curse and it isn't toil. So often we hear people complain about their jobs or how much they just, you know, have to get through the work week or they just dread Mondays. And that's because they haven't had a revelation that their work, it's more than a paycheck. Work was God's idea, which means it's a freaking good idea. God says that he will bless the work of your hands. That means that you can expect much more than a natural return on your work. Proverbs 14, 23, it says, in all labor, there is profit. And you know that he speaks of much more than a natural increase. He says, whatever you put your hands to will prosper and succeed. And when your heart is right and you are in obedience, his blessing on your work will send you farther and faster than you could ever go on your own. You'll find yourself promoted when, when you weren't expecting it. You know, maybe given a raise when you, when you just didn't deserve it or you're afforded just opportunities that most people only dream of. So the third one is that business requires work. Fourth one, business is our promised land and our proving ground. In Genesis 22, it says that God tested Abraham. Abraham was a wealthy man, but it was only through a time of, of proving and the resulting like blessing of the Lord that brought him into the promised land of prosperity. Business is today, business is, is to us today what land was to Abraham. It's our promised land and proving ground. Abraham, he first proved himself faithful 
So we must, we got to also prove faithful in our work and in our business. If we want the output of wealth, of work and business. And we do this by being faithful in the little things. Be faithful in how we handle our money, how we treat other businesses, how we live. We be faithful in where we are right now. What I mean by that is if you work for, a, let's say, a school, focus your efforts on the success of that school. If you're a server, let's say you wait tables at a restaurant, be absolutely dedicated to excellence in being like a positive face for that establishment. Remember, in its success, you will find yours. We got to be faithful even when working for maybe unjust bosses. Determined to have faithful stewardship on the job, even when you work for someone who might not be so nice. If we think of Jacob, even when Jacob, he, he was so faithful as a steward. And when he even tried to leave, he was offered to be paid whatever he wanted. When we do good work, we can name our worth. We got to be faithful with another person's business as well. When you visit another person's business as a, as a patron, right, you're visiting someone else's ecosystem, someone else's wealth creating system. The way you treat that system will determine your own reward. When you're faithful in your work, you will enjoy the Bible's definition of blessed, which is, according to Psalms 1, it says that a blessed man is like a tree planted by streams of water whose leaf does not wither. Everything he does prospers. That's God's system. That's his system for his people to be planted by a continual flow of everything that we need. All right, number five, wealth transfers are always work-related. Wealth transfers are always work-related. So a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. That's, that's an, again, lots of proverbs when we talk about wealth. A sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So some Christians, are they're waiting around for their miracle event to happen, for money just to simply fall into their laps out of, out of nowhere. But God ordained wealth transfers. He, he ordained them, and they are always work-related. Remember the widow in uh, 2 Kings? She was backed in, in a financial corner, really. With, she didn't know, where, didn't know what to do next. She didn't have a way out. Her husband had died. Uh, leaving her alone with her two sons. She didn't have money. Creditors were banging at her door, threatening to seize her, her two kids and take them as slaves. And her husband had he, he revered the Lord, but his debt was not miraculously canceled. So instead, the prophet Elisha, he actually provided her something that she could put her hands to. Something that, that would open the door for a supernatural wealth transfer. gathering in filling bottles with oil. When you have a financial need in your life, don't just expect money to show up on your doorstep. The, the ability for God to bless you is connected to what you do, your work, whether it be in employment, maybe starting your own business or really any other work. Expect to put your hands to something. We gotta speak out loud. Thank you, God, that you provide me opportunities to put my hands to work so that you may prosper me. I, I talk about this a fair amount. Like God created the birds of the air, but they still had to go 
get their food. They didn't just sit back and food just wound up in their belly. No, he created us for work. All right, number six. I'm going through these quick, guys. But number six, Christians must reclaim our territory. We got to reclaim our stinking territory here. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy 28, 13. As Christians, we've seemed to become complacent in this area of taking possession. But the Bible is clear here. We are to take territory and have dominion on the earth. That's why it's high time. We as believers, like we got to start expecting to claim more and more. It's time to repossess the land. Take a look around, guys. And you may be thinking like, oh, well, I'm just a, I'm just a whatever. I'm, I'm just a school teacher. I can't take territory. You know, I, I can't go beyond my, the classroom or whatever it is your profession is. Do not limit yourself. God never stays in the realm of the possible. So start to pray that God will help you take possession of your land. Then watch and see how he moves in the miraculous. I mean, we serve a God of more than enough, right? No matter what your profession is, there is territory to claim. But it begins with the spirit of expectation and a desire to obey God's commands, which again is to subdue the earth. We got to reclaim our territory. That was six. Number seven, wealth transfers are everyday events. If we look back at a psalm again, it said their leaves never wither. Maybe you've always thought of like a wealth transfer as a one-time like miraculous event. But in God's system, again, wealth transfers are everyday events. Every time money changes hands, there is a transfer of wealth. So the more Christians start to position themselves to own and manage businesses, the more money we will see transferred into the kingdom. Even when you buy stock, you're getting involved in a business and you should expect a wealth transfer to come to you. When you invest, start to declare it like, I claim supernatural wealth transfers for every investment that I'm a part of. And I ask you, Lord, to honor and to prosper the work of my hands. We have that ability to make those claims, those declarations. If we're just sitting around waiting for a miracle event, you're missing it. You're missing the boat. I would rather walk continuously in, the sup in supernatural health than ever need miraculous healing. The same is true for our finances. If we walk continuously in a supernatural financial blessing, we will never need a financial miracle. That's the blessing. Okay, number eight then, guys. Possession of the land is not optional. Possession of the land is not optional. We got to fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion. This is the first commandment in the Bible, to take dominion. Possession of the land is not optional. It's not selfish. It's not like a, a luxury. It's a stinking command. So it's time that we as Christians take our job, our assignment. Let's take it seriously. Let's become a positive influence on the world rather than being under the control of those who seek to do evil. Like literally, that's what's happening right now. It's time we step up. We take back possession. As Christians, that's our assignment. If we can put these eight principles to work, if we can do that together collectively here, you can do it in your life. You can begin to see yourself operating in God's system of wealth 
You're going to move into new levels of prosperity that you never dreamed possible. It's time to take possession of the land. Now let's get after it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.